Welcome, everyone. Hi, I'm I'm Chris Elder, and I'm an agent with the Place Network, and I'm also a podcaster, YouTuber as well. You might have seen me on uh, shows such as Chart Your Fi or even the Milled to Vet podcasts that we have out there. And uh, I got the opportunity to hang out with Joe and record some place-centric uh, media about why we should move to certain areas, talk about real estate matters, and just kind of get some agent knowledge out there to the consumers that are out there looking to find their next investment in the real estate realm. So uh, no further ado, let's introduce Joe. Joe. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to work alongside you day to day in the office, helping people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. And, and I think it's really going to be a great conversation as, as we bring this to the to the, the universe to talk about uh, all things real estate and then talk about some specific things and, and even join with some of our operators across the nation in sharing what's special about the locations that they serve. The Place Network is powerful. It's over 200 teams and, and I believe over 3,000 associates. And, and so we're just really looking forward to being that resource for, for the consumer that they find all things real estate all in one place. And, and so I think, Chris, uh, you had some things you wanted to talk about on this uh, first go here. And uh, what what's on your mind, man? All right. So, you know, everybody, we're in the 2024 year and we are getting this episode out to you guys in the January timeframe. So I'm going to tell you right now, we're already in the phase where you need to be acting towards your next transaction. And me being a retired senior chief, I'm kind of um, on top of planning, writing it down over and over and over again. Long-term planning is one of the biggest things that I'm really big about. And talking about the housing market in 2024 and Coming out of 2023, where the interest rates crept up in close to the eights, if not over eights for some people. Yeah, wasn't that wild? 8.3, man. 8.3. Uh, yeah, that, that just that just hurts my pocketbook just thinking about how high those interest rates got. And a lot of people that are in that frame are actually probably even looking at refinancing now or even looking at jumping into the next home because it's a new year and using the 1031 or something like that. But I like to analyze the market. And mm -hmm. one of our tools that we use while we were in the military is called the five W's. Mm -hmm. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. So we would always analyze after action reports using the five W's immediately every time that we look at something. So let's go over the five W's of 2024. And let's just kick it off with, why uh, why should you consider buying in today's market? Yeah, what a wonderful question. I, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that um, this question comes up um, almost every day in every market, every year, and every buyer and seller. And, and so here's the short question or the short answer, and I don't mean to sound flippant, but the thing about timing the market Yes, we got historically high prices. Yes, we have these interest rate issues. We have all those things, no doubt. And also, we need to keep in mind that there is a right time for you. 
So, so when somebody comes to me as somebody that's had the honor and the privilege of serving people in the real estate industry for 20 years, and they say, is a good time to buy or a good time to sell? What they're really asking me is a deeper question. And, and so we need to understand when we're talking to that person, is it the right time for you? Because we believe this, we believe there is a time to rent and there is a time to own. And we believe that there's opportunities in every market. If you can read a market properly, you can find an opportunity irregardless of the price, irregardless of the interest rate, and irregardless of the overall climate. I like it. It's really more, and you kind of dove into this, it's really more of a whole entire mindset of where that individual is at. You can't really say, well, in a broad spectrum, everybody should be buying. Uh, the whole entire season to rent, season to own, um kind of stuff so who should we be talking with like who should be owning yeah well so so here's something that i saw recently that i thought was brilliant and and we actually posted it on our social media for the plats group and and what it was was it was kind of a breakout of like the 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 headline if you only read the headline of the news the headline of every year going back to 2012 Right. And there's a lot of naysayers and there's a lot of uh, pessimistic speculation on are we in a bubble or prices overinflated and all those kinds of things. And and so here's what we know is, is, again, we're back to the questions that the person needs to ask themselves. See, here's what we found. We've never moved in with one of our clients. We don't we don't live with them. And, and we did forget to also adopt them. And so we don't make their mortgage payment for them. So so we say only you have to make the payment. And only you have to live there. And so, so if we take, you know, everything that was good or bad from 2012 or 2020 COVID, and we said, what if because of fear, you withdrew from the market and you paid rent for this exponentially long amount of time? Well, what that would equate to is that you paid an exponentially high premium for a commodity that was a one-for-one -one exchange. You pay the monthly rent, you get to live there for a month. You don't have any equity. You don't have any return. You no longer have an asset. You'll only have a liability. And so the secret to real estate really is, are you in a place of stability where you believe that you're going to be there for a little while and, and that you believe that, that your opportunity, meaning your income, has some, some reasonably predictable stability? Now, nothing's ever perfect and nothing's guaranteed, right? Like, like it's dangerous to drive on the freeway, right? Something terrible could happen. Uh, we could end up in another war, right? Lots of things could happen. So, so we want to look at this reasonably. And here's how I define reasonable. I define reasonable as not less than three years, ideally five years, uh, perfectly seven years. And if we want to be very, very conservative about the decisions you're making, if you bought a home today, could you live in that home if you had to for five, seven, or 10 years? Could you make the payment and, and would it serve your family? Maybe you're a single individual, but you have a desire to have a spouse. Maybe you're a couple and you have a desire to have children. Maybe you're, you're a, a single parent with children and, and you desire to have more children, right? So, so what does that vision that you have for your life, like if you were my client, Chris, what is the vision that you have for your life that when we put a lens on and we look at it, we say, okay, Chris, here's how your life looks today. In five years from now, if you had no other option, would this home still work for you and your family and the people that you choose to live with? 
If the answer is reasonably yes, that's a green light. If it's oh heck no, that's a red light. I'll tell you one of the things just to summarize this that in my practice I've gone to, um, there was a time in my career where I had people that came to me and said, I want to buy a one bedroom property. And I'd say, well, give them what they want. Sell them a one bedroom property. Today, if somebody comes to me and they talk to me about a one bedroom home and frankly, even a two bedroom, um, I try to talk them up because I just don't believe unless you have chosen to be a single person for the rest of your life, I just don't believe that in a 10 year perspective that you'd never need an extra bedroom for a family member, a friend, a, a, a partner or a child, or, right? Like, or even a home office in COVID, right? So, so I just don't believe in one bedroom product as an example. And that's because I use that perspective of time to make the best real estate decisions possible. Yeah, I, I love that whole entire green light, uh, red light. Um, but there's also a yellow light. Would you agree that you should also yeah. be preparing yourself Wisdom. in that yellow light? Wisdom. Right. I, you know, I, I'd throw this shot, to be honest with you. I think we're in a yellow light market right now. You know, we've had this shock in the marketplace, right? You and I were just discussing recently how uh, last year we were closing buyers in the fives. And two years ago, we were closing buyers in the threes. Right. And and now we're getting these these estimates on our desks and they're ranging like 5.8 to 6.8. And we're really grateful because they're not ranging 7.8 to 8.3. Right. But but here's what I believe about the market. And, and here's one of my predictions for 2024. I believe when the government says that they're going to adjust the interest rate a number of times due to their management of inflation, that um, nobody really knows for sure. I believe that. And I believe it will happen. And I believe that it is already happening. And I believe that, that honestly, if we went back and we looked over our last three-year, four-year, five-year, year-over-year, the truth is, even right now, in, in what we consider the dead of winter, the tail of fourth quarter, the beginning of first quarter, um, we have a lot of activity. We got a lot of, we got a lot of pending properties. And, and here's the reason why. It's, the, it's the, the relief on the rates. But here's what happens. When the rates go down, the buyers enter the marketplace. And when the buyers enter the marketplace, demand goes up. And when demand goes up, sellers know. They know. And they raise prices because there's more competition. So, so I think in 2024, we will see over the, the next 12 months, we will see a net appreciation in the markets we serve. And I think that what's going to happen is, is that our buyers are going to emotionally feel better about the lower interest rate, but they're pragmatically, they're going to pay more, Chris. So I think we're in a yellow market right now. Whereas if you have a plan to buy or invest in more real estate or buy for your first time or downsize, that you would be wise to make your move now because the price that you pay is forever and your interest rate if your financing is not. And you will have a window, I expect, in the next six to 12 months, if you were, say, to make a purchase in the next 30 days, you will have a window to refinance into a long-term permanent rate that is going to be much more user-friendly than what we've dealt with over the last 18 months. And, and you will have the protection of nobody can change that price you paid. But in another six months from now, I think our buyers are going to be paying premiums, but they'll feel better because the rates were lower. Logic makes you think, emotion makes you act. Or did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> so emotionally, oh, yeah. 
emotionally, people will be drawn to the market because the rates are down. But logically, you need to pay the lowest price you can. And I think that moment is actually right now. Yeah, I think it's a very thin line right now. Uh, we're going to approach a time frame where you're not going to be able to get the lowest that you possibly could because other buyers are going to start. They're already starting. They're already starting to hit the market. They're already starting to get the pre-approvals. Uh, working, working with professionals in the yellow market to prepare yourself is mm -hmm. so essential. And you kind of hit on it a little bit. My next question is the uh, what kind of investment properties should you look for? You kind of mentioned it a little bit when you said that you're not a big fan of one bedroom, two bedroom, especially for someone that's younger, uh, first time home buyers. It's just it, those kind of products aren't very um, lucrative in the long run. They don't they don't serve time. You could you could end up needing to make a real estate pivot out of necessity, not out of timing the market. And and once you own real estate, part of the 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 wisdom in it is understanding when to make a pivot and when to make a move, right? So so here here's the things that I would recommend and and things that I'd certainly do if I had a time machine for my life. The first thing is is the very best way for you to become an investor in real estate is to own where you live, and and you might be a young person or a single person or a person that's kind of restarting over or something like that, or, or you could be, you know, more stereotypical. Um, but, but what I would encourage you is own where you live. And, and if you don't have a family and you don't have a bunch of people that you need to stick in your house because they're part of your family unit, do what we have now in our modern vernacular deemed house hack and rent those bedrooms out to help make that doggone mortgage payment. You know, we found that that most people outside of our urban cores, like the downtown cores, most people prefer to live in a home. They, they do. They prefer that over the park. So so there's a lot of people that they might be in the season or the necessity to rent, and they might as well be helping you versus helping someone else. And so because of those things, uh, the first thing that we believe that you should consider is how could you even if it meant clawing in, how could you own where you live? How could you make it work? We have some really interesting things that have happened recently. There was a change in the lending guidelines where we can now do multifamily, which is defined as two to four units um, on uh, various financing programs with low down payments where you could have a full other rental unit. And we can help use that rental income to help you qualify for the mortgage. So, so we've got a lot of resources there. Now, the second thing is, is if you own a home and, and let's say you're, you're fairly economically stabilized, meaning house payment is not really a, a burden on you. Income, again, is fairly predictable. Here's the next step we'd recommend. The next step we'd recommend is that you graduate into being a real estate investor. Now, you could do that one or two ways. You could either look at another opportunity for you to make a move, for you to physically move residences. And, and we'd talk to you about retaining the home that you just moved out of as your first rental property. Or maybe you just really like where you live. Kids are buckled into a school district. It's close to amenities, right? It's just a really good fit for you. If that were true, how could you buy your first rental property? Now, the first thing that happens when we start to introduce this is some people say, whoa, 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 
I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to deal with toilets. I don't want to deal with tenants and I don't want to deal with trash. Well, quick plug, but we ain't going to spend a lot of time on it. There, there are people that help you with that. And, and, and Chris and I, that's part of our day job. That that's what we do. We help you do that in the right way. Now you start talking real estate investing, Chris. Well, shoot, we need like 43 episodes for that because we could go all kinds of different ways. We can talk about long-term rentals. We can talk about short-term rentals. We can talk about furnished rentals, unfurnished, right? We got a lot of things we can go. We go second homes. A lot of people use second home financing as the way to get into that first real estate investment beyond their primary residence. And, and they might enjoy that home part-time and they might enjoy putting that home on Airbnb part-time and get some, some income off that thing and having it not only appreciate, but getting some help making the mortgage payment. And, and so there's a lot of different ways that we can spin that off. So, so we would conclude that for this conversation by saying that is why we should go have coffee together. We should, we should sit down and talk about what your goals are and how we could help you get to those goals and how we could help you build your wealth. Because what we know is that it only takes five properties to make you a multimillionaire when you play the playbook. And we have that playbook. So uh, reach out to us and let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, and that's definitely on a national level. Some of these environments are different areas. It may not even be five. Yeah. It could be three. I mean, be, it, let's it, say three to 10, right? Like yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe if you know we're in a, a really rural area where you can buy houses sub $100,000, you might need a few more for some leverage, but uh, it's not going <laughs> to cost you very much to get there. Yeah. So when should people be looking to buy? You know, everybody wants to predict the market. And and I think it's always fascinating because you can't. Um, real estate is definitely an industry of lag measures. We don't have very many lead measures. You can look and see what the interest rate is right now. And between now and when you pick up your phone, the rate could change. And, and guess what? You call your favorite lender and they quote you a beautiful interest rate. But if you don't have a contract on a property, you can't lock the rate. So, so we're always looking in the rearview mirror. And, and so we can use logic and we can use patterns and we can use intelligence to kind of predict these things. And, and here's one of the things that we know right now. We know that um, in the markets we serve, the greater Seattle area and the, and the Boise area, uh, we know that COVID changed the patterns a little bit. And, and what I mean by that is we noticed a considerable slowdown of activity in fourth quarter and first quarter, winter. Now, in the past, we would have said they were slower too, but, but COVID changed the dynamic and they're even a little slower yet. So what does it mean? Here's what it means. It means that right now, sellers are more negotiable than they, they are any other time uh, of the year. And honestly, they're more negotiable right now than they've been in the last 18 months with the exception of this time last year. And so, so now is a very good time to do what I said a minute ago and lock in that price and, and use the tools that we have to make the payment manageable today with the intention that we will get you into a long-term plan that will help you win with a fixed rate that makes sense and isn't insane. You know, and here's the other conversation that we get a lot of is where should I be buying at? And this is such a, we could really dive into this super deep, but just kind of getting the 
30,000 uh, 30, foot level view, where where should our clients be looking at? You know, I, I think we need to just use really um, smart metrics for that. I think we need to look at, even if we're a remote employee, um, where does it make sense for us in the event we need to go to the office? Um, if, if we're in a, a locality where uh, we have a big opportunity, where our family lives, uh, right? Where the best place for our children, if we have them to get their education, uh, where the best quality of life is, and those sorts of things. You know, the beautiful part of America is I think we got a really, an, a, an abundance of really fantastic places to live. And, and what I know that I would almost say might be more important is when you graduate from that season of being the person that, that, that owns your home to being the real estate investor, I do deeply believe in investing in the market you live in. It gives you a chance to tangibly see your asset. It gives you a chance to take part in the process if you choose to. And most of all, it gives you the advantage of you understand that market. You know what people are looking for when they move there. You know where the great restaurants are. You know where the good schools are. You know where the safe neighborhoods are. You know all those kinds of things. And so for us being on the West Coast, if we just up and decided to go invest in Georgia together, Chris, like we don't know. We don't know where the good neighborhoods are. We don't know where the best jobs are. We don't know what the easiest ways to get to the freeways are that we don't have a, a really long commute. We don't know those things. But we sure as heck know them where we live, right? Because you and I talk about that kind of stuff all the time because it affects our life and it affects the life of our clients. And so, um, you know, I really think that we make that decision first on what we uh, what we're going to do for, um, you know, for us and our quality of life. And then from there, we use that uh, information that we have to make really smart investment decisions into the future. Yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, Joe and I are pr primarily in Idaho and um, Washington State. Yep. And I could tell you as as a local investor in the uh, Snohomish County area, having properties in other areas, I'm not a big fan of them because I'm not able to touch them. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, managing properties um, and building relationships with my uh, tenants that live there. It's just, I have a lot better relationships with the people that are closer to me, you know, and whenever they have something that happens at their home, I, I tend to be the one that shows up to the home because that's just a kind of relationship that I've built with my own personal tenant. And you could speak on managing volumes of, of homes and also having multiple states and stuff like that. So just to kind of dial into this just a little bit, do you do you sometimes wish that you didn't have to travel all over the place to get to your properties? <laughs> um, well, sure. You know, our our family uh, life by design uh, created an opportunity where we intentionally chose to be a little bit more mobile than most families are. Um, and, and we have no regrets to that, but, um, to say that there isn't times that, that you've, uh, just gotten to one location and you got an emergency at the other one, uh, that that doesn't happen, that happens. And, and that's why we've surrounded ourselves with a team. And, and that's why, you know, if the idea of real estate investing to you is intimidating, you need to surround yourself with a team. Can you invest in locations where you're not as savvy in the market? 1000%. Can you hire a team to support you? 1,000%. Are there coaches, coaches, trainers, and teachers that show you how to do it? 1,000%. Um, 
I am kind of like, I, I grew up in a small town. I grew up in rural America. So I kind of have some mindsets that, that are shared by a lot, but not everyone. And I like investing where I live. I like contributing to my community. I just heard you, Chris, say that you like having a relationship with your tenants. And, and what I can guess from that is that because you have a relationship with your tenant and, and you're a real person and you're not just the landlord or the corporate guy or the whatever, that when they're writing that check or they're doing the wear and tear or the damage on your home and those kinds of things, that, that they are responding differently because they know you, they think well of you, you guys are working in a partnership. And, and and there's probably just less resentment from a tenant, even if something goes wrong. Th things will go wrong. Heat will go out in the middle of winter, right? Roofs will leak. I got yep. one right now that we fixed a roof leak three times. And we just, the recently here, we've had a bunch of rain and we had to tear part of the roof off and we had to plan it all around the rainstorms because Washington state is rainy on the West coast. So, you know, it's just one of those things that it's an inconvenience to the tenant but we want that tenant uh, to understand that despite these unfortunate circumstances, that we're going to do the right thing, we're going to respect the heck out of them in their space, and we're going to get it done. And, and that's just something that I personally would be more challenged by doing if, say, that property was in Georgia, as an example. Yeah. No shade on oh, yeah. Just putting a place out a long ways from me. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of there, there's a lot of programs out there that our listeners have probably heard of if you're into investing and stuff like that. And Hey, feel free to reach out and ask us our own, our own opinions on those different programs. Like that's what we're here for. You know, if you are looking at investing, it, there's so many different topics and Joe and I will be sharing some of our insider knowledge because we feel that that kind of knowledge is going to help all, a lot of our clients make those kind of decisions. So let's get into the last, the last one. I know it doesn't start with the why. Okay. How? <laughs> how? How how I think is really simple. Um, you know, there's a tension that people deal with. That tension is is that when you wake up every morning, you you've got a lot of optimism for the day. You you wanna you wanna have good opportunities, you wanna save money, you don't want to be taken advantage of, you want things to go well, you want things to work out for you. And, and from the sincerity of that, sometimes we get a little messed up and, and we start thinking, you know what, instead of taking my car to the auto shop, I'm going to change my own oil. Well, you could probably change your oil, but what if there was something that you didn't know that was wrong with your car, that the guy that knew the car when he was changing your oil could say, hey, Chris, by the way, you have this safety concern or you're in winter and your car is probably not going to start sometime in the next few weeks because this thing here is failing. And, and so I like to equate the question to this. Um, I could do some work on my car, but I hire a professional. I am even so arrogant to believe that I could fly an airplane, but I don't believe I could land it. I can get it off the ground. I could fly landing is going to be sus. Okay. So, so how do you get started? There is a huge real estate community of professionals like us, and we would be honored to have this conversation with you that would love to help you, that would love to help you land that plane so that you don't financially crash, but you financially win as a real estate investor. Because our entire goal is to uh, deliver the dream of home ownership 
and help people build wealth through real estate. I love it. You know, finding that agent that has your best interest at heart takes a little, a little bit of due, due diligence. Yeah. And you should be interviewing multiple people, in my opinion. Yeah. You, you, and, and I have this little stipulation I like to tell all my sailors, any, any of my old sailors are going to hear me. They're going to be like, okay, yeah. Okay. Senior <laughs> there. Um, the, the adage is you either fail to plan or plan to fail. Mm. So not having that plan formulated is you planning to fail, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So you, you got, you got to put it down on paper. You got to write it down. You got to find um, the trusted agent. You have to get yourself pre-approved. There's a lot of different things to get to that. How, um, what, what is it that, what is it that place brings to the table and why should people want to work with people that are, inside the place network yeah why you want to work with somebody in the place network and 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 there's some opinion here so i'll give you the fair disclaimer it's opinion but what i've seen in my career as a real estate professional and i experienced firsthand is that we are dealing we are helping you navigate through a very large transaction worth a lot of money I'd equate it to be to having like a pretty serious surgery, not like the outpatient kind, like the kind you recover in the hospital for a few days after. And, and so if you're going to have financial surgery, um, you would want somebody who is very well trained. You'd want that training. I don't want some surgeon that that's just not got great training doing some complicated procedure on me. And what place offers is we have taken uh, our operators from across the nation and we've taken their playbooks and we've looked at their training and we've looked and we've found the best of the best of the best of the best that we can find. And we've brought that together as a single resource that we provide to everybody that joins us, whether they have experience or they don't. And we say, listen, here is what we have found to be the best training on the continent to help people through their real estate transaction. And so I think what the consumer gets is they get somebody who is well-equipped and well-resourced and surrounded by a wealth of knowledge and somebody who has had probably 2,000% more training than the average agent that is helping them through that. And I just think that's really critical because I kind of got thrown to the wolves when I started and I've got thousands upon thousands of colleagues that would tell you the same thing. And when we put somebody into our profession today and we put our name and our logo on their business card, they are not just being thrown to the wolves. They are receiving world-class training. Well, beyond what the state and the nation national laws require. I love it. And I could contest this, you know, being a, a newer agent and being inside the network, there are so many trainings and so many metrics and things that really help us allow us to become more uh, valuable in our efforts to help our clients out so it's been really awesome hey 
this is this is the first episode, guys. So yeah. tell us tell us what you think. That's right. Us, Can't let, get let better without know. feedback. <laughs> yeah, let us know. We need some subscribes. We need some likes. We need some comments on there. Uh, everybody, let us know where you're listening from in the comments. That would be awesome. So we can kind of know where we can take our uh, episodes to and really help you guys hone in on your local markets as well. So from uh, Washington State, I fare you guys well. Yeah. And and today I'm signing off from Boise, Idaho, but next time I might be right next in the desk right next to you, Chris. So we'll talk to you soon. And we thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that uh, we can continue to bring information to you that is uh, relevant and helpful and assist you in, in your goals uh, to, to own homes and to, to protect your wealth and create a legacy for you and your family. We'll, we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.